She list well, while I want we to do it right start now. recording. Well, I was thinking about it. Okay, I'm ready. So before we get started, I don't know if if I told you this or not, but I also wanted to remember to say this at the beginning of the episode, but we are three episodes away from episode 100. That's exciting. What's going to be our 100th episode? I don't know, which is why at the top of the show, I want to make the announcement that our Twitter page has a poll up, hopefully at the time of this recording. If not, follow us and get those updates so you know when the poll goes up. Right now, I am torn between a redo of Chopping Mall. Okay. And a live commentary of something. I can't wait for what people vote for. I'm excited to find out what we're going to do. Right. Because it's pretty impressive that we've done 100 episodes. I did not anticipate doing 100 episodes, especially since... Oh, gee, thanks. Well, I mean, you know, life happens. You get distracted. Right. My last podcast, A Journey Into Film, the podcast, lasted for 20-some episodes. Beat it. Yeah. that <laughs> My goal was to beat 20 episodes. Right, we and did. here we are. So with that being said, head over to Twitter and Instagram and follow us so that you know when that poll is available so that we know what we're going to do. Welcome to Bad Movie Date Night, the podcast in which we take a serious look at bad films and genre films and hopefully give them the credit that they deserve. I'm Nigel from a journey into film.com and with me is my wonderful wife, Caitlin. Hello. And this week we are talking about the wonderful, strange, do I even want to call it a film? 1989 movie, Alien Private Eye. What do you mean? Do you want to call it a movie? Of course it's a movie. I mean, it is a movie, but it is. A bizarre series of scenes stitched together and (laughs) things happen that don't really move the plot forward and things happen that you say what? And uh, one person I started following on Twitter said that this movie was essentially felt like it was made by aliens and that is not an inaccurate statement. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. I could see that. Maybe and this movie fell. Maybe this movie fell from space. Yeah. Do you ever wonder, like, I feel like this is a plot from Men in Black, but, like, do you think that if aliens were real, they would 
make movies like this to try to cover up the fact that they're aliens. <laughs> they're like, if we just make a really bad, bizarre movies about aliens, people just think that. They're trying to like tell us like fake alien knowledge. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Aliens have pointy ears. Yeah. So like misinformation right, about right. aliens exactly. via poorly made movies that <laughs> I I don't know. I just that was all I could think about whenever we were watching this. Which, by the way, we watched this twice this week. Once I don't regret it because we wanted to. Yeah, once because <laughs> of our Twitter endorsement and the second time because we said this movie is too good to not share. <laughs> now you said you told me that this might go on your list of yep. top bad movies. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what you loved about it? I feel like there's so much to love about this movie. So I feel like the characters are I would say actually pretty well developed for the movie. Um, they I'm going to disagree with that. Oh, but okay. I think they're pretty well developed. I think that they are super funny and have great, great outfits. And some of the best lines that have ever existed are in this movie. This movie has fantastic lines. And I regret not being able to write down all of them. I, there's, you would write down the whole movie if you tried to write down all of them. You basically would. And I also, it is saddening to me that IMDb is lacking a quote section for this because... We should... Can anyone add it to IMDb? Because I just want to add all the lines. I want to say yes, but I'm not sure. Well, I'll rewatch this movie and add all the lines for them. You basically just <laughs> type up the entire script the for entire the movie. <laughs> I, I had a lot of fun. I thought this movie was fun. I thought it had a good story. I thought it it kept me engaged. Even the second time watching it, knowing what was going to happen, I still was into it. I was like, oh, man. It The second half of the movie was a little boring for me the second time around. But mostly because I just wanted to get to the crazy parts. And I felt like there were just a lot of nonsense parts. It was like as the movie progressed, there were more nonsense parts I than there like were they crazy did have parts. To like, they had to add some in to like, you know, they bump the time. There are definitely moments where you wonder if they added the scene for the sake of like padding the runtime. Right. I think I think they might have. Like the scene with uh Scamma. That I asked you, like, all right, tell me, like, the second time around, I was like, all right, tell me for sure, like, what is this scene? Yeah. So, here's a quick rundown of the plot. Aliens exist. Apparently, there's only one planet with aliens, and they all came from this planet. What's Sticks, the name of the planet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which may that. or may not, we do not know, be a reference to... The famous musical group. Who knows? Who knows? And uh, our main character, Lemro, is a (laughs) private eye, private investigator, for those who don't know. And uh, he meets this girl who's being chased after guys who want this disc that she has. But she only has half the disc. 
and he has to figure out why they want the disc, find the other half of the disc, and save the day? Yeah. There's also space drugs. <laughs> I love the fact that he's doing all of this while on vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the best. That That's <laughs> one, one of the highlights. The fact that when Renee, the Earth girl he meets, who has half the disc, and yes, they do fall in love in case you were concerned <laughs> that there wasn't a human-on-alien romance in this. <laughs> she says, why are you here? And he says, this is vacation for me. And his idea of vacation is going to Earth and becoming a private investigator because he, quote, meets more people in a month than she would in her lifetime. Yeah. But also, I think he might be the worst detective in the world. Uh, he, he's, he knows the right questions to ask. I disagree. He knows what questions to ask. He's taken a f- <laughs> five W's <laughs> in an H class before. When uh, Electra shows up and she is telling him about the disc, he more or less asks, Who? Who? What? What? When? When? Where? Yeah. He basically and asks. How. Yeah, and how. <laughs> he he kind of skips why a lot, which, which I feel like is arguably the most important <laughs> one. It's his job to figure out why. Yeah. Actually, the only thing he does really well as a detective in this is not believe anyone when they tell him what the disc is. And <laughs> good, good call there. Uh, yeah, good call. <laughs> but I made a mental note this past time to like, I was like, I felt like I was missing something the first time when he kept telling people that they were lying or hiding information about what the disc does. Mm hmm. And, uh, nope, there is no reason for him to question (laughs) anyone other than the fact that he does not trust Electra or Scamma for what reason? Because he has to? I mean, I think he's just, he doesn't trust people. Until he has sex with them. No, not even after that. Uh, he trusted Renee. She trusted him after. The oh, yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> she, He wanted to know more about her, and she said, not until I trust you first. So then they had sex. Because we all know sex equals trust. Sex equals trust. Not the other way around. Yeah. But and uh Yeah. I just, uh, there's, there's so many crazy things in this movie. I just, I don't even know how to organize my thoughts. But I did want to go back to the quotes thing since we were talking about him being on vacation. Do you have a favorite quote? Uh, I <laughs> think my favorite quote might be the prayer to Hitler. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't anticipate uh, talking about the Hitler thing so quickly. We'll, we'll have to come back to it. But uh, in reference to being on vacation, he said, Earth is fun city. City. That's what I think about Earth. Fun city. Yeah. Um. I wrote down a lot of quotes, but now I'm not remembering what scene they were. In. I bet you I can tell you. Turns out, actually, if you read the whole quote, you uh, I can remember exactly. Oh no 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 no! 
this is my favorite line from the entire movie. So, okay, so they're doing the sex, and he still has his hat on, which, that's a deal breaker, ladies. <laughs> Don't trust a, a guy who wears breaker. it. This guy's outfits are bonkers. They're pretty great. He looks like a backup dancer <laughs> for any 90s pop star. Yeah, I was going to say Michael Jackson backup dancer. Yeah, that's Ish, a, that's He's got shoulder one. pads on shoulder pads. Yeah. He, there is, the jacket size he picks is definitely four times bigger than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. But, so she takes the hat off while they're doing the sex. Right. She sees that he has pointy ears. She is taken back and then proceeds to be into it, but also not into it. And his face looks like he's concentrating very hard on the task at hand. <laughs> So then they're sleeping in bed afterward, and she gets up to leave, but instead of leaving, just sits in his living room. Right. It's like, it looks like she's contemplating the questions of why you were born. Yeah. Like, she basically wants to figure out thought. the meaning of life, death, the universe, and everything. Mm-hmm. So he comes out, and she says, What are you? And he says, An alien. And she says, <laughs> That's obvious. (laughs) And then she gets really upset with him and he doesn't understand why. So then he proceeds to say things like, what if I was an alien and Jewish? (laughs) What if I was alien and black? Which I feel like he, for a private investigator, has completely missed the (laughs) fundamental (laughs) issue with the entire situation. I know. I wrote down the same thing and it was like yeah that's that's what she has issues with the fact that you're white i don't <laughs> right like if he but was, if he was an alien and jewish she'd be fine with it yeah <laughs> i he did not catch up on what she was laying down yeah so that leads me to a question that i had for you one how many people in this movie do you think are aliens And two, do you think that his secretary knows that he's an alien? Secretary, no. I think that she's just keeping her head down, doing her job. Yeah. I think four people are aliens. Okay. Scam. Scamma. Scamma, Electra, um, Lemro, and... Dude, that oh, guy. Oh, yeah, 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 Broski. Broski, yeah. I don't know what his name is. I but don't even know if he has a name. I don't... I would love to know why he was included in this movie. So, Lemro, the main alien, played by Nicholas Hill, he uh, has a friend who just shows up sometimes to talk about women. Mm-hmm. As we all... As every man has a guy just to talk about women. And this guy, it's like his character was meant to be the alien that bought, went all in on being human. Mm-hmm. But his idea of being human was a caricature of Fonzie. Uh, like a real surfer dude. Yeah, like a surfer he dude. He kind of reminded me of any extra character in Say by the Bell. Yeah. Yeah. 
because his every other word he says is dude, mm-hmm. and he's got that surfer dude yes. voice, <laughs> brah. <laughs> and yeah. uh, it's just why he just shows up sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like he shows up almost immediately after Renee leaves the apartment. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think he's waiting outside of the apartment. Don't know why. For his next line. I guess to be a pervert. <laughs> uh, he meets Lemro at a bar mm-hmm. just for Lemro to say. Breakfast is Cerveza. Oh, yeah. Cerveza sh- is the breakfast of champions. <laughs> but I guess they needed that scene for Lemro to tell him he was in love with Renee. Because we couldn't figure that out on our own. We, well, I mean... There's a lot of things that happen in this movie that only happen because we're told that they happen. <laughs> Such as the the disc isn't actually a thermonuclear device. Right. It's what they use to make space drugs. It's what they use to use space drugs, which, okay, let's talk about this for a second. Okay. So the disc is split in half. Right. But at some point in time, it must have been one piece Mm -hmm. because according to this movie, you can't make space drugs without this disc. Mm -hmm. We don't know what this disc does in the process of the space drugs making. We just know that it's a vital piece. Right. But when the movie starts... Renee has half of it, which she got from her brother in the bar fight. How did he get it? He took it during the bar fight because reasons. I don't remember seeing him do that. Yet they don't show him doing it. She just, again, tells us that that's how she got it. That doesn't look like that's how the bar fight went down. Somebody's lying. Right. My question is, how did the other gang get the other half of it? Mm-hmm. Because when this movie starts, the gang, Kilgore and his buddies, yes, the 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 antagonist's name is Kilgore. He has a he has a poison tooth, which we'll talk about. They don't have any of the disc, but they have they already have space drugs. So we know for a fact that they lost half of the disc to, uh, to the brother. But how did the other gang get the other half of the disc? I think they got it when it fell from the sky. Actually, no, 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 no. Hold on. I have that reversed. Kilgore's gang was going to sell the other half of the disc right. to the guy. Right. But they could but the guy didn't want it because they didn't, it wasn't the whole disc. Right. Mm-hmm. And even though half a disc is better than no disc, he still didn't want it. Right. But why were they going to sell it because it seems like they had a pretty lucrative plan of getting people hooked on this drug, the space drug, my bad. <laughs> And then, but it also seemed like he was giving away the drugs like candy. Yeah. I never saw money exchange hands for drugs in this movie. No, that's true. They also just sent drugs to 
the brother via mail. He had just like a lot of drugs he was trying to get rid of. But it also seemed bad when he said he only had a quart of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> what is one quart of drugs? I mean, I I, I picture like like our measuring cup. Mm-hmm. Like I just imagined that <laughs> filled with drugs, filled with space drugs. But and like he gave it to people and like they died. So like I don't really understand his logic in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hold on a second. Let's uh, let me flip to my notes. Uh, yeah, on it's. It. Um, Here's what we know about the drug. Uh, it's an alien designer drug. Where you take one molecule and move it to an another molecule, and, and then you have a designer drug. Yeah. Says Renee in the film. Yeah. I don't know anything about drugs, but that sounds right. <laughs> uh, it's, quote, the most addictive drug possible. Mm-hmm. Almost as good as having sex. No, you, it feels like I I thought they said it feels like sex. Well, because then she said, she said, but is it as good as sex? Oh, and he and said, said nothing yeah, is right. as good as sex. You're right. Which is a weird thing to say because of how hard he was concentrating <laughs> while they were having sex. Uh, he says five times and you're hooked. Right. A hundred times. And you die. Right. If you try to quit cold turkey, you die. Right. And any, but then also like anything after that is a hundred percent blood transfusion. Well, he says the, he says the only cure is a 100% <laughs> blood transfusion. That's the only cure. But then he, when he asks how much the brother has had, he says, oh good. It's still early enough that we can quit cold turkey. Right. <laughs> But he just told us that quitting cold turkey means death. I'm not sure he fully understood. The I drug don't logic. think the people making this movie understood <laughs> drugs. It's Even to my very loose understanding of drugs, <laughs> something seems off there. <laughs> it's like it is an alien making this movie. Yeah. Because they're like, I know humans have drugs. Let's talk about those. Let's talk about. I was one at one point. I wondered, was this movie supposed to be like a PS, an anti-drug PSA? <laughs> but like, like, oh, there's always something worse out there, right? Like they're always going to make worse drug. I don't, I don't know what the movie was trying to say. Drugs exist. Drugs exist. And aliens give them away for free. Therefore, <laughs> find an alien and free drugs, <laughs> drugs. for life. Actually, they have a mailing system. They'll ship them to your house. They will. And, uh, you know, a life is 100 doses. Yeah. So So once you've had 100 space drugs. You're dead. You die. So you technically get free drugs for life. (laughs) But again, what was Kilgore's plan? Because it seemed like he wanted to get people addicted to drugs and then just gave them drugs when they asked for drugs. Yes. I, I was also confused on that. I I didn't know what his plan was and he had a group of following uh followers who would just shout his name, Kilgore, but I'm not entirely sure why I, I'm not entirely sure why they were like with him. I guess they they needed more drug hits, but do you think everyone there had one drug hit? 
I don't know what to call it. One shoot up. I don't know. The 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 measurement of space drugs in this was quite vague. The syringe they used was comically large. <laughs> and I felt it was filled to like various Yeah, points. none of them were filled to the same <laughs> amount. This uh you know how like in movies when they show these elaborate drug systems, mm-hmm. like, you know, they got like the the workers and they're all like naked, but they got like the face masks on because like, oh, don't don't get any cocaine on you. Or right. like, you know, they show uh, people working on it. This was the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. This was we have a disc that makes mm-hmm. space drugs. How they figured out that the disc makes space drugs, I don't know. How they figured out what the space drugs were, I don't know. How Kilgore knew not to take the space drugs, I don't know. Why he was giving it away for free, I think it was to get people hooked on it. But then at some point you need to start asking people for money. <laughs> he missed that part. And the one, no wonder his boss was like, I need to sell this disc for cash. Right. Because my idiot assistant... <laughs> Giving it away he's for giving me. away drugs for free and he lost the disc that makes the drugs i want to talk about that fight scene like so all these limos show up that i don't even know i didn't even count how many limos there's a lot of limos well there were two for i think there were two for kilgore's team and there and were like three, three for the buyer three or four. yeah so and then all these guys come out of limo and then everyone dies and then everyone dies and Except for Kilgore and Skunge, right? His his new assistant after he killed his boss. And Kilgore says, "Plant the dope, leave one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, let the cops figure it out." And you know, I'm actually glad it, it did come back around. And because then later, his uh, little minion guy says, "Hey, the cops thought it was a, a cocaine deal, found some bodies in the water, or whatever." I missed that. Yeah, but. Great. I'm glad something <laughs> came back in this movie. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. <laughs> Honestly, that could be the smartest thing that Kilgore's ever done or the dumbest. Yeah. Because why know. would you leave why would you leave 150,000? Like why not right. leave 2,000? Like why not take no the money? money? Yeah, <laughs> that's arguably more of a mystery. Right. We have a pile of dead bodies, no money, no drugs. What happened? Yeah, I'm not sure, but I kind of loved that whole scene because I was like, "What? why are they all fighting? Well, I know why they're fighting. Kilgore shot when he wasn't supposed to, and then like a f- war breaks out. But then, Arguably, that's the only planning that Kilgore ever did, though, because I think that whole thing was to get money. Just get the money without... Keep the disc. Right. And kill his boss. Right. Which, why he told his boss to wear a bulletproof vest in the first place when instead he was of just kill letting him, anyway. him get shot. I don't know. Because then the guy was like, oh, yeah, that was a great idea. Like, you know, that went south. And it's like, okay. Right. Like... You apparently thought that it was going to be fine before. Then you didn't need a bulletproof vest. Right. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, That scene was a mystery. And uh, speaking of Kilgore, his idol is Hitler. Oh, 
speaking of Kilgore too, when they get into the limo after the fight scene, he goes, we're going to use this money to buy all the police in the city. And I just thought that was funny. <laughs> it is kind of funny now that you say that because he was going to, he said, well, he left a confusing situation for the cops to figure out. <laughs> He's like, I'm just going to buy the cops but anyway. But then he drives away and thought, I could just buy the cops. <laughs> So it just, his plan didn't really add up. I just thought it was funny. But to be fair, he did kind of had that like Neanderthal look about him (laughs) where he's like, you know, I'm about punching people and eating chicken, (laughs) but not really thinking things through. Right. Yeah. He, he had no logical plan. Right. In this whole movie. Here's a thought. Mm-hmm. I think this movie would have been more interesting if he was an alien. <laughs> I did kind of wonder if he was, though. I'm not I'm not certain. I did, too. But I know that he's not. Okay. Because the movie would have told us. That's true. But, I mean, it never told a surfer dude was an alien. But I'm no. pretty sure he was. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because he told What's-His-Face that he should get uh, plastic surgery to get his ears clipped like he did. Because it was the best thing that he ever did. Oh, I thought, I thought Scamma Scamma said that, but no, Scamma got the plastic surgery but regretted it. Yes, okay, but I probably because it messed up his voice in the process. Yeah, that was a choice. <laughs> but here's the thing that was confusing about Scamma in the ears and Electra. Mm-hmm. I don't think that either of them had been on Earth as long as Lemro had. It didn't seem that way. Because they were FBI agents for sticks. Mm-hmm. Like they were sent there not for vacation. Right. And that's all I really had to say about that. Yeah. Because it, again, something else that didn't. Why Electra and Lemro or why Electra and Scamma weren't working together, I don't know. And she thought Scamma was like stalking her. Right. Like, at first they set up... Well, at first they set up Electra to be some kind of, like, femme fatale, like, trying to get the disc for her own things. Mm-hmm. And they also set up Scamma to be someone trying to get the disc for his own reason, which she lied about it more than he did, technically, I, I guess. <laughs> so, like, it almost like it almost seemed like they wanted her to be the femme fatale who was trying to get it for good reasons, but then was going to be bad and then paint him as the guy who was supposed to be bad, but would also end up being good. Mm-hmm. But then in the end, they both ended up just being FBI agents from sticks who were both trying to get the disc for the same reason mm-hmm. from the same people, but they were separate, but then they all worked together as a space team in the end. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's that's what happened. I also like how there was a little love story between Electra and Lemro. That went nowhere. Yeah, they um well, so she, you know, Electra's like, "Hey, I'm from Styx too. I'm lonely. I miss people from our planet." He's like, "Me too, but I'm in love with Renee." And she's like, "Well, is she here?" And he's like, "No." So then they do it. And Somehow that's okay in Lemro's mind to still be like, yeah, I'm I'm in love with Renee, but I don't know if she loves me, so I can probably do this girl. We never come back to that. Because that's 
That's what love is. Yeah. How you love somebody, but you're not sure. Electra if they love ended you. up in his apartment too. I don't know. Well, she is an alien. Can probably just like figmentize herself there. What is that called? Like you just like show up. Teleport. Kinda, yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. gonna <laughs> pretend <laughs> I, I understand. Uh how about when he takes Renee back to his apartment, turns the speakers on, and just starts dancing? Yeah. And then she's like Let's go dancing. He says, <laughs> all right. Yes. Uh, Which I don't, I guess they needed to go dancing so that Kilgore's guys could show up again and try to get her and the half disc that she has. Right. Because, you know, after you just get chased by somebody, a good place to go is a club. Well, it seemed like Lemro kind of took care of them in that opening scene and there was really no reason for them to come back except that the movie needed them to. How did you like that the bad guys, they were so noble. Like they, they only fought him one at a time. You know what? Best bad guys ever. Right. I think, uh, you know, it actually, I'm wondering if like the villains from Gotham were taking some notes from these guys. They're like, you know, we can only fight Batman one at a time. Right. Like, calm down. You know, you'll get your turn. Just hold. Just wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, th- I thought that was pretty nice of them. Right. You know, real stand up guys. Well, and the guys at the bar that end up fighting Kilgore's team. The brothers guys. Yeah. Uh, they also fought one one on one, which was good. Yeah, that was uh real nice of them until they got to Kilgore and Kilgore just kind of took them out. Right. And then forced the brother to do drugs, space drugs. Which again, just giving his drugs away for free, this guy. Well, like, okay, in that instance, I get it. You're gonna get this kid hooked on drugs so that he has to come to you and buy more drugs. Except for, again, <laughs> Kilgore's lacking the buying part. <laughs> Best is, drug it, dealer ever. Right. <laughs> Free drugs for life. And I think it should be noted that this drug seems to have zero effect other than when right. you go through withdraw and you feel like you're dying, which is like almost any drug in the world. The other thing that I was confused about Lemro said something along the lines of it gives human body chemistry one like ours. I don't know. So it, it's, it's implied that space drugs affect uh, humans and aliens differently. Right. Which I guess is evident in Lemro's ability to kick it easier. Than the brother, kind of easier. Well, but I mean, didn't he, he say like he also had? Didn't he say he's also had experience with this drug being on it before? Yeah, you might be right on that one. So. I mean, he or he knows of the drug. Yeah, but the drug was banned. I don't know. This there were <laughs> there were some holes in the movie, but I mean, overall, solid story. <laughs> I mean, I got I picked I followed through. I got it. I mean, it's not difficult to follow. It just doesn't hold up to scrutiny. 
I mean, I think it, it I got it. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. All right. Uh, then explain to me why during the car chase, both <laughs> cars, <laughs> both cars hit the only car on the road, which, by the way, is parked to the right side, <laughs> <laughs> not moving. Um, I I would like to answer that, but I would also like to talk about how they had several different like Lemro just kept taking different cars. Yeah, at one point he steals Renee's car. Mm-hmm. And then he when he leaves the warehouse, he hot wires one of their cars. Mm-hmm. And then when he at the end, he has a another car where he got that car from, I don't know. Because it seems like he walks everywhere. Yeah, so I don't think he has a car. But, I mean, good for him that he can drive, though. That's good. Yeah, kind of drive. Because <laughs> he also hit the one car right. in the middle of the road. Arguably, he did. Arguably, he was the worst one because he hit the one car in the road. And then I think the other guy hit it because he didn't want to slam into Lemro's car. But it looked far enough away still. Yeah, I think he had time to lightly press on the brakes and still be able to stop. I think so. But also, he could have gone to the left of Lemro's car. Right. Yeah. That was... (laughs) Is it the best chase scene in a movie? I think so. Oh, Uh, oh, I just read another line that I love. When Lemro infiltrates the warehouse and uh, they capture him at the end, Uh he goes, you're Kilgore. And Kilgore goes, you're dead. (laughs) That's a good one. That was a pretty good one. And then they proceed to give him two doses of space drugs. <laughs> Did you see the um, cover art for this movie? With the the gauntlets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, with the space laser gauntlet thing? That does not look like Lemroy. Uh, no, it does not. Actually, there's another movie that uh, Nicholas Hill is in called Games of Survival. Also does not look like him. I think... This guy's more grungy and beefy. Yeah, that's how the guy on the cover of Games of Survival looks. Also, the tagline, nothing he found on Earth could compare to the hell he left behind. What does that even mean? Yeah, because he uh, describes sticks as like a beautiful paradise. Right. Yeah, I don't... That tagline is very misleading. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of things. And uh, who's this guy? What do you mean? Oh, is this a different movie? Nope, that's the same movie. Who's that guy? W- the, Which guy? The back, the back one. That's Lemro. With the cigarette in his mouth? Yeah. And he's also the front guy? Yeah. Those are two different guys, Nigel. Okay. They really tried to market this movie, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see for a second. Um, so he makes a comment at one point that the 
that the mountains on their planet are 10 miles high, <laughs> which I said, that's not that high. But actually, it is. Because okay. even the Himalayas are like a half of that. So I guess this planet just has giant mountains. All right. And silver grass and oceans that go on forever. With fish that trade and barter with them. Yeah, that just sounds like a different race of people. Right. <laughs> but I would they're like clearly to less than. These fish grow plants underwater, too, which is very impressive. Right. So let's imagine our normal fish with that. Right. And... Uh, could you imagine a fish with little fins trying to garden underwater? No, but I think that's the cutest thing in the whole world. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I was imagining like mermaids, and I feel like he's just describing another race of aliens that live on their planet. Yeah. I mean, I think they are that, but right. they sound adorable. Yeah. This movie was... Everything a, yeah. that you could want in a movie. The, I mean... It was almost as if the people making the movie said, all right, we got one shot. If Everybody put all of your ideas in this movie. And, uh, you know, it's got karate. It's got aliens, space drugs, sex, dancing. <laughs> a pretty awesome guitar score, it sounds like. <laughs> the, the, the music in this movie wanted to be other music, though. Oh, yeah, 1,000%. <laughs> like, arguably, the music in the movie was the most influenced by an actual private detective movie. Mm -hmm. Everything else was, like, a day one writing class of who, what, where, when, why, and how. <laughs> and a culmination of, or not a culmination, but a combination of several different detective movies with aliens. <laughs> Do you think that he gets his ears clipped after the movie? No. 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 You think he stays an alien private eye forever? Yeah, he seemed too proud to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I uh, don't think Renee would ask him to do that. No. No, but I did like her logic in this movie. I have to sleep with you before I can trust you. And then gets mad at him when he lies kind of about being an alien. I wouldn't say that he... No, just didn't tell her. Just with Right, and they have a whole conversation about that. Like, when is a good time to tell you that I'm an alien? Right. And she... He's like, there's not. Like, you're always going to find out at the worst time. Right. Uh, but then decides to come back to him when her brother gets addicted to space drugs and then says, I've decided to trust you now for reasons. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, because... She needs him to tell her to do the one thing that, like, I uh, again, I don't know a lot about drugs or space drugs for that matter, apparently, if this movie is any indi indication. <laughs> but my guess is that if I wanted to get somebody off of drugs, I would take away the drugs. Right. And seems like a good put, starting I would, point. I would do the train spotting with them. Lock him in a room, mm -hmm. sweat it out. Here's a can of beans. Right. And just, you know, kind of let that happen. Mm -hmm. 
But but she needed Lemro to tell her to do that because she it's kind of dumb. Well, she's definitely not the brightest. No. But she did. Also, let's talk about how they they gave her the half or they gave her the the device. When they broke into the warehouse, they gave her the device. She strapped around her leg. She gets kidnapped. They they switch her out. With Delilah. With Delilah. Somebody else that they've given free drugs to for <laughs> an inexplicable reason. And then shoot Delilah? Yeah, because they wanted to get rid of Delilah, but I guess they didn't want to wait to give her 100 drugs. <laughs> I mean, it does seem like a waste of drugs. I mean, they they only had a court, so <laughs> how much is that? I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, I, 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 I'm confused. Uh, yeah, I don't. I also don't understand because they could have just killed her. That's a crazy idea. And taking the disc. Killed Renee? Yeah, they could have just killed Renee. But they they wanted them to come back? Yeah, I don't really know why they needed her to come back. Arguably, if they had killed Renee, that would have given Lemro more of a reason to hunt down Kilgore and kill him. Right. Because then it's more for revenge than it is for getting the disc back and letting drugs into there. Uh, well, at that point, they had the whole disc. Because you remember, he stole the disc from Kilgore that was just sitting out <laughs> in the open. <laughs> yeah, they had this disc that they were like so protective of. Uh, just sitting out in the open. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't think about putting it in a safe? Well, they didn't need to because Hitler was watching over it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Why do these movies we watch decide to throw Hitler into the mix? I guess, like, if you want to show that someone's, like, a really bad guy, like, he either has to be Hitler or worship Hitler as a savior? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Can we talk about his tooth now? Yeah, 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 I wanted to. T- that was the last thing I wanted to talk about. So Kilgore has a poison tooth that he bites down and spits poison at, kind of like that dinosaur in Jurassic Park. And uh, we first see him kill a priest with it. That was that neat. the black guy was very mad that he killed a priest. Yeah, with his tooth, but then he killed the black guy, so that was not good either. Yeah, that was odd. The black guy was the only one that seemed to actually handle the drugs well. (laughs) That was kind of an interesting choice. Uh, So then when Kilgore and uh, uh, Lemro are doing their karate match at the end, Kilgore chokes on his own poison and dies, which... I mean, that's why you don't have poison teeth. Yeah, that's a good reason to not have poison teeth. I kind of loved that ending... Because it's so simple and kind of fits with the silliness of the rest of the movie. Right. And also kind of shows that Kilgore was the 
cause of his own downfall. Yeah. In a weird... I mean, he would have gone broke eventually from just giving away space drugs. <laughs> yeah. His business was not lucrative. Also, like, his gang just kind of stood around the warehouse. Some he was paying them to just hang out. But where was he getting money from? I don't know. <laughs> Were they just standing there waiting for more drugs? Yeah. And chanting his name? Yeah. And eating chicken? Yeah. <laughs> That's all they needed. That was odd. The, this whole movie was odd. <sighs> all right. Let's... Uh, Hop over to your dating corner. Um, all right. I want to, I want to know. If you are having sex with someone you just met, okay, and they have a physical deformity, such as alien ears, such as alien ears, do you stop having sex? Yeah, or do you just finish? Because <laughs> that was the most awkward scene ever. She was like, "Oh, okay, we'll keep going." <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Um I mean if it's <laughs> this is a very racy question for our podcast. Here you know what? If you can't see it before you start having sex, it probably isn't significant enough to stop. <laughs> but then do you get angry with them afterwards? Like, why didn't you tell me? Like you just met this person. It's kind of your fault for having sex with them. Right. Just I would assume them. that it was my fault. <laughs> right. For not realizing it sooner. Right. Maybe that's why you should get to know people. Right. Here's a, here, let's reframe this for a second. Do you think she would have the same response if, hear me out, she took the hat off and he was bald? <laughs> not completely bald. Just but where his still hat had, Just where the hat was. <laughs> I would say, put the hat back on, please. <laughs> As long as he has the hat on, it looks like he has a full, luscious head of hair. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically like what I imagine <laughs> that this is like, you know, like. Or like realizing that somebody has a glass eye in the midst of it. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, mm -hmm. I, I should have noticed this before right. we were completely naked. I think it's kind of on her. If it was something that you were like. Like, if that was a deal breaker for you, then maybe you should get to know people before you jump into bed with them. Right. Something I thought would have been really interesting now that I'm thinking about this is what if she like what if this movie took place in our reality and she thought that he was just really into Star Trek? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that. That would be better cover than having poofy hair surgery or wearing a hat. Right. Right. She's like, I'm really into Star Trek. I just really like Star Trek. <laughs> Live long and prosper. <laughs> uh, I have another question for you, though. Okay. What 
do people think love is? Because this Trust. movie throws love, the word love around a lot. Because even it, with Delilah and Kilgore, he was like, I love you. And she goes, you hate me. And then he he was like, okay, fine. I hate you. And then Well, no, no, no. She, he's like, it's a love-hate relationship. And she says... A love-hate relationship just means it's a hate-hate relationship. Yeah. He said, okay, I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I don't know if the people making this movie knew what love is. I have a lot of questions for Vic Rubenfeld. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of concerned about his relationships. Yeah. Fun fact, this is the only movie he directed, but he also Because he went back to his home planet. As a writer on a show with Kyle Chandler called Early Edition. Ran for four seasons. Okay. Uh, But yeah, I I don't think anybody in this movie knew what love was. No. No. It was just kind of like they went through the motions of like what a private detective relationship should be like. Where it's like, he should fall in love with her. (laughs) He's going to have sex with Electra. His friend's going to tell her to hook up with Earth Girls. He's going to be conflicted about falling in love with an Earth Girl? Not sure. Not sure. (laughs) Her brother's going to not like him, but then like him because they go through withdrawal together. No, he liked him, didn't like him, and then liked him. Yeah. Because he was like, at first when she introduces, he was like, yeah, any friend of Renee is a friend of mine. And then he's like, I got to outdo you in this withdrawal thing. And then they were best buds after the withdrawal. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you go through withdrawal together, it's basically like a lifelong bond. Yeah. From what I've heard (laughs) from this movie. (laughs) Not from experience. (laughs) No. Because I don't know anything about drugs drugs. or space drugs. (laughs) This movie is wild. Um, I don't have any fun facts. Well, actually, I do have one fun fact about it. Uh, the name of the drug in this movie is called Soma, it, uh, which is a reference to Brave New World, written by Aldous Huxley, which is one of my favorite books of all time. All right. Kind of a weird nod in the midst of this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh don't know why they decided that, but there you go. That's the one fun fact that I have. <laughs> um, let me see. I don't think there's anything else. Uh, most of the people in this movie have only been in this movie. <laughs> Nicholas Hill went through some... He went su- through some stuff based on his IMDb... Uh, just his IMDb biography, which is... Uh, basically he got like addicted to drugs and sex and stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, and he then had it space drugs. So. Sounds like he, well, okay, <laughs> I don't, probably shouldn't make fun of him, but I guess now he's in full-time ministry where he goes to prisons and That's stuff awesome. and talks to people. Yeah, I thought that was pretty neat. Uh, I also thought the martial arts in this movie were pretty cool. I like movie where they, you know, you can tell that they're doing real fights and real martial arts. And, um, he was also a member of the Olympic boxing team. So, 
Do you have any final thoughts for this movie? I mean, definitely watch it. It is well worth your time. Yeah, this is... Uh, I feel like we talked a lot about all of the things in this movie that didn't make sense. But that doesn't stop this from being an enjoyable movie as long as you go into it knowing that it's going to be silly and not make sense. Yeah. But it's I think it's a lot of fun. You'll and I promise you'll have fun watching this movie. Yes. The uh and you know to talk about some of the technical things like the camera work was great, the music score was great. Uh those were pretty much the two number one things uh that were great. And uh, highly recommend watching it. It was well worth it. Well worth your time. And yes, this movie plays out like Aliens made it. (laughs) And that makes it all the more fun. Yes. So that will wrap up this episode 98 of Bad Movie Date Night. We're two more away, or we're only one away from our uh, 100th episode. And for that, we want to thank you for listening. As always, we encourage you to hit that subscribe button in Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts so you never have to miss an episode. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Journey Into Film. And if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash a journey into film or head over to T Public and check out some of that sweet merch. I put links to those in the show notes. And as always, Never let anyone tell you that a film you enjoy is bad because they're probably wrong. See you next time.